0: This episode is brought to you by Nature Box. Nature Box has over 100 ridiculously delicious snacks to choose from that get delivered directly to your doorstep. They're just fun, flavorful snacks made with ingredients you can trust. And right now, you can enjoy your first box of Nature Box snacks on them, but only at naturebox.com badchristian. So head to naturebox.com badchristian right now to unbox a world of taste and possibility. This episode is also brought to you by Next Issue. Next Issue is the mobile app that lets you tap directly into the world's most popular magazines anytime, anywhere, using your phone or tablet. And the best part is Next Issue is offering a free trial right now when you go to nextissue.com badchristian And believe me, they have magazines that you already know and love. So you can try Next Issue for free right now when you go to nextissue.com slash christian.
1: You are now entering
2: the Bad Christian Podcast.
0: What's up, punks, Uh, crust punk, gutter punk, Christian punk, whatever kind of punk you are, and you are indeed a punk, welcome to the podcast. My name is Matt. Now, I just want to take a minute and speak to you from the heart. Thank you to people for being with us on this podcast. We've been doing it a long time now and it's awesome. We have sponsors. We're earning some money. The BC Club and the people that support us and pay for this podcast are great. We're able to do things like uh, make the Break It Down podcast that I do, we have the Free Sex podcast that we help. Uh, we are putting out music that's great. We, I mean, it's like a little business we got going. It's actually working, and I don't have to apologize for it. I actually know that you guys are glad for us. Thank you. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to listen to the Free Sex podcast. It's on our website. I want you to listen to the Break It Down podcast. It's on our website. Check out our bands. Pacific Gold is a great album that we put out, and here, and same so is Abandoned Kansas. Uh, Everything we put out is really cool And here's the great part That stuff is paid for now So if you go to our website Or if you buy it on iTunes Us and the artists We get the money Like it doesn't go anywhere else So if somebody buys a $9 copy Of Pacific Gold's awesome record We get several of those dollars It goes right to us It's awesome so can, if you hadn't checked those out yet, do it. If you hadn't checked those podcasts out, they're free. Subscribe to it. Now, I'm not even going to ask you to join the BC Club, but if you want to, go ahead and do that. But tell a friend, leave us a rating on iTunes for this podcast. Please help this thing grow. That's all we can do at this point is appeal to you to help us grow, tell other people, leave us a review, and thank you again. Here we go.
3: Joey, drop some knowledge on them. What kind of
1: knowledge? You want some biblical knowledge? You want some culture knowledge, or some Uber knowledge, or you want some passer out of the bo- uh, bubble knowledge? About, no, just here's what box. I need.
3: How about some bass? Yeah, bass knowledge. Boom. It doesn't really sound like bass. It sounds like you're in a. No, you're in a in a Honda CRX. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's the Christian My wife had a Honda CRX. She did not have a booming system in it, but she had a CRX when we met.
3: It used to be so funny when people had, people don't have systems anymore, no, hardly. Systems. People, I hear them every once in a while, but people really care about their ear protection now. Yeah, you, people, don't, to, people don't even have sex anymore. No, they, they quit don't doing everything. Oh, it doesn't even matter. But it's I remember like, cars used to rattle and shake the earth, and you, we'd sit out in the parking lot after high school. You get out of high school and people would have their hoods open to look at the engines in the trucks, and they would hear You would hear mm-hmm. bass Absolutely. six by nines just pumping.
0: Pioneer speakers booming with an ampl- with an
3: amplifier pumping, but not anymore. Joey, Pumpin. anyway. Let's hey, go straight
0: into. Let's go straight into science. Toby or Joey, can either of you name a bass frequency? Name a frequency in the bass range.
1: Um. Let Joey go first. A base frequency.
0: Name a frequency of bass. Um, sub bass. Okay, <laughs> Toby.
3: Twenty-two thousand gigahertz.
0: Okay. Now, so Joey, I'll let you revise <laughs> your answer because Toby's right. It does. It's a numerical answer. First of all, frequencies are measured. Busted. In numbers. So busted. Go, now, now that you know it's a number, name a frequency of bass
1: below 60 and extending downward to include the lowest frequency he looked can hear. <laughs> <laughs> Typically he looked Twitch. it up. He looked it up, man. That's okay, let
0: him finish his answer.
1: I don't even know what Hz means. Though. Hertz. Her- hertz, hertz. In hertz. this range, human hearing is not very sensitive, so sounds in this range tend to be felt more than heard.
0: That's that's right. Hertz is the um, the the name of frequency that's the, the Gosh, unit that's we give the frequencies. And it's how I many cycles that. per second so it's a wave and it goes up and down and 60 hertz would be 60 times in a second would that wave vibrate and so the human range of hearing is 20000 20 hertz to 20000 hertz at best but most of us much less than that but the base frequencies are down there you know below 100 80 60 that's kind of base you know low frequencies
3: Well, thanks for that knowledge, Matt.
0: Well, you said drop some base knowledge. That's what you asked Joey to do. So I thought I'd follow it up with actual base knowledge. Well, I, You're welcome.
3: Usually, when you say that, the after the what happens is like something cool.
0: Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't say that, though, man.
2: You can't say that
0: because some people like base and knowledge.
1: Hey, Matt, I got a technical question for you. Someone, <laughs> someone asked us on Twitter,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and our Twitter for those of you that don't know, is at X bad Christian X. Mm-hmm. So that's at X I, I bad created Christian a... X. Uh, anyway, someone that was my said, idea. Someone said, hey, is it better for our business for him to down, and I'm really curious about this, for him to download an episode on iTunes or listen to it on the app? Mm. So we have a bad, Chris, bad Christian app. What's better for business?
0: Well, you know, first of all, interesting that you're interested in this now that you're launching your own damn podcast. Now oh, I'm yeah, somebody's hey. interested in podcast business. It well,
1: it's like. so weird that I don't care about the Bad Christian Podcast. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: Well, I'm trying. Roll with me, Joey. I'm trying to make a plug. I don't
1: have you, to roll with all of your bullshit. Okay. That's one
0: thing I don't have to do. Let's, Let's not do. roll with the fact Can you that you my question to talk about you will be launching Matt, he's podcast. right. Answer his question. The pa- Come okay, on, you're right. dude. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> Never mind is- what I was saying. But to answer to that question, it doesn't matter either way. Uh, which one of those you listen to, it doesn't cost us any different amount of money for the bandwidth, and um, they both pull from our same hosting, so either way, it comes from the same source. The app is just a place that it pulls from, but I don't want anybody to worry about what's good for our business, really. like I, I really mean that. Um, in general, I just we try to make it available on a bunch of different outlets and do things a bunch of different ways. We let people pay for our podcast. We let people download it for free. We want to accommodate as many people as possible in whatever makes them feel good. I would even say that the people that pay for the podcast, I hope they do that for them, not us. So I don't really think to be a good company, be a good business, be good entertainment, I don't think we need any charity or even any worry about it. I hope people will just consume what we do, uh, whatever's best for them. That's, our, that's pretty much our idea. It sounds like a real nice thing to say, but I believe, I believe that's true. Uh-huh. Also, Although, as far as music goes, don't buy the old... This is what I want to talk about today. This is okay. driving me crazy. You just All made right. me think of what I want to talk about where I'm fired up. <laughs> the music thing bothers me a little bit because I tell people to buy music from us that we own, like our current right. album, You Were Never Alone, right? Because yes. we own that one. Our old albums we don't own or make any money from. Okay? So here's where I'm going with this. The best thing in the world is we finally have vinyl available for sale of an album we've never had it before there was a limited run of the weeks end that somebody printed that we never saw or got any money from but it was only like a couple hundred units so effectively we've never had any vinyl before and now we finally do and we finally own it and we make the money from it and we set a release date for it and we have had it manufactured for six months and it finally came in we started shipping it two weeks ago and so we started yep. announcing it is for sale this is like the best thing possible now, what happened last week is the sons of bitches at Universal, whoever owns our record, announced that they're go- releasing the Dadgum Question on vinyl. Yep. So did crazy. you see that, Toby?
3: Yes, I did. Can you
0: believe that? In the same week that we finally get our first vinyl, now everybody's excited because Universal is going to release the Question on vinyl. Right. That's the biggest totally bullshit screwless. I've ever heard. Anyway. If you're into and doing, it, feel free to buy it. But we don't. Get and the reason, and the crazy. only reason they're doing it is because, it, like,
3: it, not because of fans or anything. It's just now finally they think, oh, people are selling vinyl, so we can make some money doing it. Right. So they don't care about us. They don't care about our music. They don't care about the fans. I just anything. can't believe the irony it. of it.
0: I called them. I talked to them on email. I said, can we please release the question on vinyl two years ago, a year ago? I've been asking them, can we do it? Could we pay for it and then give them money? Could we do anything? They're like, nah, 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 nah. Finally, we get vinyl, and they announce the same week that our vinyl starts shipping that they're right. releasing our biggest album ever for no financial gain of us. What I couldn't believe it. When people started tweeting me, I was like, I think they're just confusing the things. And I looked it up. Sure enough, it's on They've leaked it out there. So on Amazon, it's not even. All the, I don't even. I have no idea about it. Other than people told me, oh, good, we can buy Emory vinyl now, and it's the daggum question, and they're buying it from some other label. It's insane.
3: Yeah, I just hate it too. It, it's so frustrating because it, it's all. It almost seems like just in a response to we're making money off of our stuff because we've left these labels and we're putting everything out on our own now, and it's just another fu to us. Yeah. Like you know, I mean, they always will be in control. They'll always have. The songs that we wrote, and I mean, here is what really sucks: we signed the deal, so yep. you know what I mean. Like we, there is nothing we can do, and we're just—I mean, there was nothing we could do then. I mean, now things have changed, and we're older and smarter and wiser. Yeah. But I mean, but it seems the, super the,
0: dickhead, doesn't it, for them to do it the same week our first vinyl comes out? Oh, I can't totally.
3: believe that. <laughs> totally, I mean, it's <laughs> been
0: ten years.
3: I, yeah, I know, I, and you are right. I—I I me- I remember you going to them and
0: asking them, and them saying no and not wanting to do it at all, and now they just do. So, and uh, it's, I think it's part of that is because it's worth it. So I take it as a little bit of a compliment. Like I was talking to somebody, our manager, and he was talking about people in Hollywood. He says whenever he brings up our name, people are like, dude, I've been hearing about them all over the place. And so I think it's really cool because they're saying, um, and I didn't tell so, this, Toby, he was just saying that people are all saying really good things about Emory when he brings it up in meetings or when he meets people or tells them he represents us because he said they're hearing it from like multiple Different things. So instead of just saying oh their music's cool, they hear oh they yeah. have a label, oh they're doing a podcast, oh they have a new album, or they're you know they all this stuff. So I think that's working really good for for our band and for the podcast. I think we're kind of dominating in some ways on the whole. You know, cross-promotional stuff. So I'm, I think it's the best thing in the world, and I hope everybody would get into doing producing more and more different kinds of media because it's working really good for yeah. us. People. I mean, the
3: main thing he says, though, I mean, I didn't hear this, but I just want to clarify. The main thing he says, they're always talking about how we're promoting the name of Jesus Christ. Right? Oh,
0: yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. I, said, yeah. I mean, yeah, sure, we're multimedia. We do mm-hmm. all kinds of crazy, but, I mean, the main thing is that, right? That's what, At least that's what people God, are hearing.
0: Yeah, on a, on a hill set apart is, I think, the terminology they used.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of God, I wanted to bring this up, Joey, and I were talking about this before this podcast. Well, I was I was yelling at Joey. He was just sitting on the couch looking at ESPN fantasy football. But um I really did have this thought today um about God. And first of all, okay, one thing that always gets me is, you know, we sin all the time, right? We we just continue to sin. And part of me thinks that that sinning, and, and not all of it. This is just an idea, so don't Joey. You don't have to defend. Say no, that's not the reason. This is just an idea here. I think sometimes we sin because we might not fully believe that God exists. Like, in the, and and here is what I mean by that. You go, oh well, I am going to steal this grape or whatever because there is nobody here. To see me, you know what I mean? Like the, or I'm going to look at pornography or I'm going to cheat on my taxes or whatever. There's nobody here to actually hold me accountable. And so that was an interesting thought that my entire life, the way I am raising my family, the way I've been raised, the way I was from a baby to now. And then even the way that I'm raising my family is based on a being that I've never seen. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I told Joy that. He's like, yeah, but I mean, you know, I feel God. He's interacted in my life. And I, I was like, yeah, I know. But I mean, if, if, we, if you didn't say the word God or Jesus, then a Christian, if somebody else said, yeah, there's this invisible guy named Steve, man, and he just helps me get through the day, and you would think that person's insane. You really would. Sure. Like, It's not that far. So it was really interesting to me today to think, wow, we really do base our life on this idea that's in our head. Like it, there's almost no way around. Now you see some good things from God for sure, and I'm not gonna. We won't go into all that, but just for the sake of this conversation, the basis of it, the foundation, is an invisible being that interacts with us. Right. <laughs> which sounds which sounds bizarre. And if somebody else, like I said, if somebody else said that, it'd be really it interacts weird with us in an Im- right. improvable way. And and then I took it one step further, and uh, Joey, you disagreed, so you can you can take the first stab at this. I said that there is. No way we can get away from it like no matter what Joey me you and Matt and your your Christianity was a lot different it wasn't really forced on you or anything it just was there and, and your parents would have probably been okay if you decided not to believe even mm-hmm. mine and Joey's parents probably would have been somewhat upset Joey's parents for sure would have been emotionally uh, upset and hurt by it my parents would just think it's dumb or whatever to not believe in God but I don't think there's any way because of our upbringing to get away from it. Like when you say, yeah, I just can't get away from God. Part of that is because you just can't because it's, you've heard it from the first time you've heard words true, that Jesus is real. And that there's this invisible guy. I'm doing it with my kids right now. Let, and let it's me, because I believe it. It's because I believe it now. Let, let me but draw but a saying.
0: parallel to that. Just, I, I totally am tracking what we are saying. So before anybody makes any opinions about it, let me draw the parallel to that feeling and what you experience and, uh, college athletics in the form of Clemson Tigers. Now, okay. my parents believe in God. They took us to church growing up, mainline, Presbyterian. Honestly, not that serious compared to legalistic people and right. many Baptists or fundamentalists or even evangelical Charismatic church that I grew up yeah, in. Wasn't, yeah, wasn't evangelical or anything like that. So it was like, yeah, this is a big deal. You know, there is God. This is true. Now, I'm telling you, I didn't escape my childhood and where I am today without a much— much stronger dose of, the Clemson Tigers are good. They are real. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm being dead serious. Orange right. and white is good. I've seen my dad emotionally react to that since I, you know, I'm sure he was telling me that when I was zero, one, two, and we were watching the games, and he was super into it and coaching me on the importance of this and that the Gamecocks, aka Satan, were bad, and that Clemson and Orange and White was good. We went to the games. We went to the big uh, events. Went to Tigerama. Uh, did that from from a little smallest time i'd have to say that what i got was that that was more important and it's a big big deal to me there's no way that i'll have the option of becoming a gamecock fan right now like there's no way at age 10 15 even 25 that I could go objectively look at it and say hmm you know, I think their program's better. They do better stuff. They handle their boosters better. These players are cool. I think I'll just like the Gamecocks. That is yeah. so far out of the realm of possibility That's not even funny. And I, I really have a, a belief that happens way before my cognitive thought. When I feel orange and white, when I hear, hear the alma mater, when somebody talks about Clemson, when I see a Paul, I mean, that exists deeply in my brain, right. much deeper than my cognitive thoughts about anything.
1: Yeah, Matt. We even talked about this before, and you and I both share sentiments as a kid to where almost subconsciously, when you meet someone that's a Carolina fan, there's like a lower level of yeah. trust you have for that person. That's like right. They're, like not like oh they're bad, but it's like <laughs> wait a second they can't they can't be that smart. I mean, yeah. seriously, or, or just like a they're bad people. They're wearing, yeah. yeah, they're that's wearing more was burn it.
0: I mean, and it's weird, and it has all these different ramifications when you you know, walk it out. But, you know, Christianity and God is that way. It's not escapable. It's not like you can just look at it later and decide one thing or the other. Or it's not like later you can say, I'm trying to make the argument to Bunda that Clemson's better than Michigan, where he grew up. And I'm really sure that I'm right. But there's no no way I'm about to convince him that Grand Rapids doesn't or Ann Arbor doesn't have a better... Uh, tradition and he thinks Ann Arbor's got a better game day they got a better stadium I mean it's crap it's, it's a joke to me and there's no way he's going to be able to convince me or I'm going to be able to convince him there's no way yeah. Yeah, so no that's way.
3: my point is that you cannot get away from it. You cannot escape it. No matter what, even if you were to say, "Yeah, I don't believe in God anymore," I still think it affects you and your decisions in life completely. Mm-hmm. Well, see, here's what here's what Toby said that we disagreed with is I I agree when
1: it comes to Joey Svenson. I don't know what it is, but I just can't walk away from God. And there's there's times. But can when you I walk all, away? Obviously, Cubs
0: and Tigers is what I'm asking you though.
1: I can't do that either. Okay. No. So but, but my argument against what Toby is saying, yeah, but let me just go off on a list of people that were raised the same way and who did. And Toby says, we're not talking about them. We're talking about you. But I think there is <laughs> there is some relevance in the fact no, that other people have. No, let's just talk have.
3: about Joey. The relevance is, not I don't think that's fair because people were raised differently and your parents were very, very precise and strategic about telling you about god and what god meant and what that would be like and what you would do and your personality probably even leans towards loyalty Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. a lot of people like mine necessarily doesn't as much as yours does yours you're all about friendship and loyalty and honoring your parents and honoring authority and all that stuff you don't care about friends your your brain works (laughs) in a way that you cannot get away from it i mean for sure. So, I mean, but is it not bizarre? You, you have to at least admit that it's seriously no other thing on earth would you allow this much uh, non-knowledge of and yeah. put that much faith and belief in life, evidence. your your life in its hands. Yeah. I, I mean, that nothing else would be. And, and this is all based on your parents say, yes, yeah, it's true. What is it? I, I, never mind, Matt.
1: Maybe for a science segment, you can tell me what empirical evidence has to do with whether or not God exists. Like empirical, how, how can you? Okay, well, th- how, there, <laughs> uh, no, I'm, uh, no. How can you? How can you do a bunch of tests and and experiments on kind of that? The po-
0: that's my point. I right. mean, you can't. So, but what you what can't I'm saying, do all do I'm saying it. Is there isn't any empirical evidence. So that that what else do you? Put your whole but, life there's into, also, but there's, there's no also there's also
1: none in the, in the in the Big Bang. But, I'm just saying. But, 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 when but, people but, say empirical evidence, I'm like, I didn't have anything to besides
0: do with God. It. Right?
3: What what non what things do you believe in that just somebody told oh, you and you and you change your whole life? I to. agree.
1: That was just a side point. I don't understand. Well, that. now
0: and, I, if if you're saying the thing about Big Bang, I do not want to go down some other rabbit trail. But the Big Bang theory uh, and other scientific which is a, theories, people first I of hate all the don't, show. they don't put their whole life into it in the same way. No. Additionally scientific theories and stuff like that are just as good as they are useful, which is like a, a euphemism for that is, is as good? Uh, I, I trust you as far as I can throw you. I mean, if it works, it works. So quantum sure. electrodynamics works to help us make TVs, So it's good. If it didn't work, we wouldn't use it. We don't give a shit. I'm just saying and, there's but, some forms of science that
1: empirical data, d- it just doesn't apply. Right, in, but Except that for those it forms it of science,
0: science, science help, help us still do stuff. Sure. We find sure. them
1: useful. It's more like forensics though, is what I'm saying. It's, does that make sense?
0: Yes, but nobody cares other than as far as its usefulness is what I'm saying. Sure. Nobody has any deep feelings and care about those things in the way that I mean. As Christians, we live our life crazy in the face of something that doesn't have any empirical evidence. You you don't do that about anything else, is what Toby's saying, right? And I'm so just saying that the, I would that, almost that, argue that that makes it powerful because you know, like I said, I'm into the supernatural part of faith, and maybe that's the only part that I'm into because. Why the hell would I believe this stuff if I didn't experience it in a way that I can't right. prove and it doesn't mean it means something to me? Trust me, I don't want to believe this shit. I don't want to. It's tr- it's I'm experiencing it. It's happened to me, and that's the best thing I can tell you about it. I haven't. What zero do you mean by chance? Why of like tell, it why to
1: you? Why don't you tell our listeners what it means that you are experiencing it? You didn't say experienced. Well,
0: um. I'm saying I've had Man, your heart. I'm just saying that I've had experiences that are supernatural or at least I believe I can't shake the belief that they were supernatural experiences and that I can't prove empirically that that shaped me, caused me, changed my cognition, led me to and did stuff that are outside of the natural realm uh. and I cannot prove it, but those are almost the only things that I'm actually interested in and actually mean anything compared Alternatively, to oh, a bunch of apologetics told me I should believe this. I don't. That's not why I believe anything. I believe now you, because of stuff that's not empirical. My topic And y'all that up. is supernatural. That is the, why I believe in Jesus. Not because well, it makes you, sense. You, that's not you why said I believe. in yeah. You said in the
1: Pete Holmes interview because I, I, I actually got to be a listener and I enjoyed it thoroughly. But you you actually express almost grave concern about the future of your faith where Toby will say vehemently, just easily, none of us are going to walk away from God, whereas you express you're almost afraid that we're going to be bazaned, you know? Like, we go Mm -hmm. the route that Dave Bazan went, because, you know, you you verbalize, well, well, Dave Bazan is... Just as smart, if not way smarter than us, yep. And so he believed he believed just as much as us, if not more. Yep, I and that. Now, now here, where's Dave Bazan now? Like yep. he he Doesn't does believe. not believe how we believe. So That's you right. do you do you really have like a fear that that may happen to you? Um, well, like,
0: look, let me put it this way: I really think I'm the most possible right person in the world. Like I'm real confident. Hell yeah, like man! I really do. I think everybody probably has that. But what I'm saying is. I think I'm s- s- more secure than most people are. I really believe I'm not an insecure person, and I got no problem saying— Not much ego. Everything's good with <laughs> <yeah. to you. laughs> No, what I'm saying is I didn't believe this until I believed it is in the first place. So on one hand, I think, yeah, I would never believe this stuff if it weren't true. And on the other hand, I'd have to clearly admit you know, very securely that I've changed my fundamental belief about existence and life and spirituality once, so maybe I could change it again so all right and I, here's I what i, I would say I though will, is but, it's easier
3: hey. e- even in matt's instance it's easier for him to believe in god than not it's easier for you and me and matt and i would even say so far it'd be way hard for you and i especially with our family with our wives with our parents all these people to go yeah you know what i've looked at it analytically and i don't believe anymore like i've sure. I really studied i don't believe in god anymore it's way easier for us to go yeah god exists and when stuff happens we go that was a god thing and all the, and that's the way it's going to be no matter what even for Matt Matt it's just said he changed his mindset and all this stuff but I actually still believe he was in a band with a bunch of Christians. Uh, you know, he's been his all his friends were Christians. Everything that he knows was yep. Christian, and so it definitely is the easiest probably something to that, that those <laughs> anybody I know it'd be way harder for Matt in that instance to go. Yeah, I don't believe in God. Forget y'all. Total. Hindu. That would have that that probably em- would have kept him out of Emory. And that was <laughs> seriously. Isn't that what Joel Green did
0: though? No, what, no, not during the time, not when. I mean, was it, it, it no. wasn't just it what? wasn't any chance when I was nineteen no, no. that I was going to have a crazy experience and go Hindu. That wasn't about to happen, right? What, the what fact I'm saying, that though, I met God at a retreat and gave my life to Him is a lot more statistically likely than Vishnu right. entering into the territory on my drive to school. You had to understand right. that.
1: What I'm saying though is, Toby said that part of part of you being a Christian was that you were around it all the
3: time. Wouldn't right, Joel That's what I'm also. Saying. No, Joel, Joel always. Was. Joel always said he was a Christian, yeah. and then eventually he said he wasn't. But that was later. that was way many that, that, years yeah, that, after that, he was in the that, band that, anyway. Yeah, I mean, he was. It, we were on the bus doing Bible studies and stuff like that with with right. Joel. They just later decided, and I believe for Joel, it's still. I don't know where he really. He might would say that, but I bet you could knowing Joel the way we do. You could probably talk him into believing in God pretty easily. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's easiest at the moment for Joel. Yeah. If you I just agree. kept saying, yeah, you know, Joel, Jesus is real. He, yeah, you know, Jesus is real, man. <laughs> That's what he would yeah, probably I would say. That either. But for what sure. Toby's saying
0: is even people, a lot of people who define themselves as like, oh, I was a pastor's kid and now I don't believe anymore. I mean, that person is still living very, very much in line with or in reaction right. to the truth of God, Jesus, and American culture. That's still their right. their margin that they're on one side or the other of it's not do you yeah, know what and I mean? usually those people end up still defined by yeah. either this
3: or not that and, and and those people end up usually spending their life still talking about god just on the other side they're still right. talking about god like i like if you're i mean seriously if there is no god and we're just here and there's no afterlife and all that stuff why would you spend your time talking about not god like, no, God did I mean, like, it's still you're interacting with it. You're still pulled into it. You're still drawn to it. There's still that natural uh, inclination to be about God or yeah. talk about God. Even in a negative way, you're still talking about God. So I've always thought that, that was listen interesting. What Dave
0: Bazan said is still the question and conversation, and this is a quote from him, that he's interested in most.
3: Yep. Yeah, as a post-Christian
0: I mean, instead of, yeah, and once I got rid of that bullshit, then I just got into, like, you know, cars and sports and, you know, other stuff. That's not and, what and I want to go one step further.
3: Here's one reason, and it's I believe it's a little bit selfish. All of us long for this not to be it. Like, just the idea that there could be hope that when that cancer comes and you're on your deathbed and you're getting ready to take that dirt nap and close your eyes forever, that there might be something else. Yep. Like, that is that is an overwhelming thing that will make you believe in anything. I mean, seriously, in that moment, uh, but <laughs> this sounds so awful and terrible. See, I think some people would say the opposite. No, nah, I don't. What? that You're just glad that it's over and there's nothing? Who, they'd be like, well, there's nothing to worry about. Who, I might, well, who doesn't want to well live forever?
1: Just, I might as well just live it up now. No, who are those people? Who are those, those people? Huh? Yeah, i yeah, Who
3: not those of people? any of them. No, nobody that you've ever known wants it to end. at Every age 73. every atheist celebrity, Bridget Carter. No, every atheist no, celebrity, nobody, yeah.
0: Larry King, Woody Allen, all the yeah. Uh, okay. Carl everybody Sagan, wants to live everybody forever. For everybody sure. who is an atheist is still fundamentally deathly fraught with, you know, existential crisis of what happens when you die. People that for say sure they're they're not. I mean, it's it consumes them.
3: So I do want to go a little Christian here and just say, with all this talk, and we're talking about this, it sounds really detrimental. And like, why would you believe? Is it even real? I would say, and I think Matt, you said this earlier. Can't help it. There is cannot help it. You're not getting away from it, and it's okay. Like there's no detrimental thing that happens to me for believing in Jesus or God. Like in fact, it makes me a lot better. It does. It does call me to an accountability. To care for my neighbor, like that—that's what Whenever I think about Jesus, but you're thinking his about his teachings, his teaching. Yeah, I am thinking about myself. You're right. I, it, I actually believe, for the most part, is selfish. But if I can make my wife feel better and more loved, and that I say God makes me feel that way. Bible for does sure. say though, if and,
0: it's not true, then we're the most to be pitied, though, of anybody. Yeah. So that's—is that true or not? That so, we're the most to be pitied. If if what we believe is not true, then we're the most pitiful of. No, of anybody. I, I, that's I totally what the Bible disagree.
3: Says. I would so. totally disagree with that because I think it.
0: <laughs> no way. The Bible
1: doesn't say. Where the, yes, it if, does. Yeah, it does. We that's are a, to be pitied. If there's no resurrection, because if we're If there's no resurrection, life, oh, well. we're to be
0: pitied above all others, is, is from the Bible. Well, then we're
3: screwed. <laughs> anyway, what I would say is it is worth it, and there's a really good chance it's true. I, I, everybody wants to tell In the whole universe, we know about. Point zero 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 infinite zeros one of knowledge true and so anybody that tells you there's not a god anybody that tells you that jesus is not the way or that r- religion is terrible and all this stuff doesn't know anything more than you i mean they might know uh, something about science or a molecule or some kind of astrophysics or something like that maybe that but the truth is at the end of the day it really does matter caring about each other and loving each other and being nice and so that's what always brings me back like the teachings of jesus always seem to be the most true thing i've ever experienced like no matter what so if that's the case why wouldn't i buy into it fully and live my life that way because the teachings of jesus christ line up with your life is better you you treat people better you you are you are becoming less self selfish and more more caring and nice and all those things so that's what that's that's not a teaching or a a lesson here but the two things there are it's okay to have doubts you don't know for sure you never will and secondly it's good so i'll sum up your call call to
0: evangelism as jesus it just seems right
3: (laughs) no jesus (laughs) it is right and it makes us better i I mean it it just does
0: right you know Anyway, I mean, if you let's if check, if you're out. living
3: like Jesus, it would be the, it would be way better for sure. If you live like Jesus, you will be a better person, and most people will think you're pretty awesome, no matter what. Even people that don't believe in God say that Jesus was a cool
0: dude, yeah, maybe or maybe you know? the Buddha as well, yeah, maybe so. Uh, anyway, yeah, let's maybe. see what Mike Carrera thinks about that. I'm interested, right? Because I hope we're, so. You know, he probably
3: doesn't want to talk about it.
0: Well, he's no, coming on the well, Bad Christian Podcast. We'll have to ask him about Jesus, right? Okay, yeah, you're we'll right. I have to do that. Cool. Okay, hey, last thing. We'll take a break here, but uh, I just got out of church today, and my pastor told me, he said, dude, I listened to that Shane Claiborne episode part two because he loves Shane Claiborne. He goes, that was so funny when you were giving him such a hard time and trying to bait him with all those news stories you were doing. <laughs> Good can't, Lord, can't I don't get any the, credit. He can't tell the difference in me and you. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> <Pastor>. <laughs> Everybody thinks Matt's funny as shit, and I'm just a dumbass fat no, guy. Hey, <laughs> no, I, I have the opposite concern. I'm worried people think I'm a moron idiot. That's what I was. I think of in it negative. It's like I said a lot of good shit. I don't want people to think I'm you. That's the last thing I want. Oh, I'm sorry. Second last thing
3: I want. <laughs> All right, let's bring on my Herrera. Damn it! I hope he knows who I am. Shit. <laughs>
1: Hey, can you guys use your imagination with me for a second? I'd love to, yeah, Joe. Thanks, man. Pretend like you're walking into a grocery store right now. Okay, you're going to the snack aisle. Yep, and all the snacks staring at you are all your favorites, oh and you gosh. just kind of collect the ones that are your. You I just, just grab. Pick, them. I can it, pick any I want. Yeah, you don't have to look for your favorite ones; they're just right there. Oh, and here one. is the best part: you don't even have to go to the grocery store. What? Imagine being able to get your favorite snacks from your laptop by just clicking Tight. buttons do you know who has the best snacks in the whole wide world actually i do yeah <laughs> it, i do know the answer it
0: is nature box i know oh this my
1: one. gosh and i'm telling you the three of us can say this from experience it they have the best snacks in the planet so nature box i mean they they make your snacking dreams a reality and honestly will change the way you snack forever. The they're not made of all the crappy stuff that other snacks are made of. And I'll tell you my personal favorites is the pear praline crunch and the parm garlic pop pops. Oh so, I
3: love those pop pops. Yeah.
1: So right now you can enjoy the first box of nature box snacks on them. You have to go to naturebox.com forward slash bad Christian and you gotta act fast to get this one. So head to naturebox.com forward slash bad Christian right now to unbox a world of taste and possibility. So one last time, that's naturebox.com forward slash bad Christian. Get your first first box of beyond tasty handpicked snacks sent directly to your doorstep. Thank so you, good,
0: Joey. Sounds great. Toby, Joey, let me tell you about our new sponsor, next issue. Have you heard of them? Oh man, how could you not? Oh, uh, it's all well, over. Well I don't place. know if I've gotten to explain it to you how awesome it is. I don't know if you've got your trial of it or not, but I've been doing it and basically your time is precious and you, Toby and Joey, want to feed your mind with the best of what's out there. But who has time to sift through all the nonsense on the internet? You know what I'm talking about?
3: Yeah. Half the articles I don't. you
0: see on Facebook are junk, stupid crap from people at your church. But where the good quality content's always been all along is in magazines. But now, since those magazines are digital, we can do that on our phones, we can do that on our iPads. So for those of us who want premium content and don't have time to waste finding it, there's Next Issue. It's a mobile app that lets you tap directly into the world's most popular magazines anytime, anywhere using your phone or tablet. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll come up with some magazines I think you guys would like if you're into magazines at all. Now, Toby, I know you read Men's Fitness. That's on there. I know you like other uh, things. Fitness Magazine's in there. You're an active guy. Maybe you like Field and Stream. And so yeah. I think those would suit you. Joey, they've got all recipes. They've got um, Bone Appetit. <laughs> they've got Clean Eating. They've got Diabetic Living. They've got... <laughs> plenty of magazines about food the food network has a magazine food and wine is a magazine on there
3: so i actually like bon appetit myself that's stuff that (laughs) you might really
0: be into you know for me it's just popular science road and track that kind of thing and they you know sports illustrated i'm happy i'm just i'm good with the with the standards there but let me tell you how to get it you sign up for next issue right now and you'll get immediate access to all the top magazines including back issues and exclusive videos and photos Let's like
1: you, just right there on the spot
0: yeah it's just you just get all these all these magazines you can access them fully and even deeper because they have more content on their phone on the on Dang, the digital version cool. you could even get from the mac magazine so the best part is next you next issue is offering a free trial right now when you go to nextissue.com slash bad christian you can't be free yeah again you can try next issue for free right now when you go to nextissue.com slash bad christian
3: All right, I'm going to do mine. Today's music sponsor is Go Ship. They have a new record coming out this week on BEC Recordings. Let's check out this song by Go Ship. It's called Costly. We are the cold
0: and starving. We are the scared and truly. We are the desperately lost. We are the lonely, no We are the outcast orphans. things. We are the
2: ones no one wants. But I found.
3: Now that was costly by Ghost Ship, who are actually pretty good friends of ours. Cam, the lead singer, I've known him for a long time. Their sophomore release, "The Good King," is out on BEC Recordings this Friday, August twenty eighth, and they will be playing an album release show tomorrow. That's Thursday, the twenty seventh. Where's that? In Seattle, it sure is. With oh, yeah. Citizens and Saints, who are awesome as well, in Seattle. This show is at Cross and Crown Church in the U District. So if you live in Seattle. Then you need to make sure that you get out to that show And pick up a copy of this record If you don't live in Seattle well, Like me or Joey Then just be sure to head over to BEC And get your plane tickets immediately But if you can't afford that plane ticket Then just head over to BECRecordings.merchline.com And pick up your copy of Ghost Ship's new record Costly Again, this is a brand new record from Ghost Ship Who th- This is a band that has been around for a while We've Known them for a while But this is their first release on Tooth and & Nail And let me tell you, it's good that album's called Costly, so check it
2: out today.
0: Where are you in Bremerton at your studio?
2: I am. Monkey Trench Studios, yeah.
0: I've seen the uh, pictures and stuff of it. It looks like you got a great setup. Everybody, I mean, everybody I know that's in a band eventually wants to have a setup or a studio or something, but yours looks actually pretty legit.
2: Yeah, it's decent. I, I enjoy it. You know, it's, it's uh, always moving, always in flux, always getting better, at least so far. <laughs> so... Uh, I'm. I love it. It's like my giant man cave. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, Mike, We were fa- just.
3: We were just in a question here. Now Joey is an one like an all time fan, so he's probably going to fanboy out here. So you got Matt and and me, Toby, and Joey. Yeah, y'all just have to but give me I,
1: three minutes. I, seriously, of like I
3: just asked him, and I want to know the answer because you. Gotta, you, you, you <laughs> all right. If Joey's dad, Joey, if your dad died right now, would you finish the interview and then go? Because I mean, he's dead. <laughs> right. He's right. dead. So. I mean, this is your one chance to talk to Mike, who but Mike you honestly can't reschedule. This is it yeah, for him. Mike <laughs> cannot reschedule. Do you do the interview or do you bail? So I have
1: one question for you. How distraught is my mom? <laughs> she's handling it. She's doing pretty
3: well. <laughs> It's tough. Uh, don't get me wrong. It's tough on her, but she's holding it together. <laughs>
1: No, I'd have to go. I'd have to go. I would just miss out on the fun.
3: Now, what would I do cuz my like my dad lives 3 hours away. No, you'd have there, to finish. There's yeah, nothing you can do. I mean, there's zero I yeah, can Yeah,
1: I can drive 5 minutes down the road and uh, be with oh, my mom. Okay, well, uh, Matt, what would you do?
0: Well, I mean, that's a plane ride for me. I could start booking the plane ticket while we were doing the interview. Yeah, but what about like now one thing we
3: didn't talk about is the sadness. I mean, are you that oh, yeah, like are you like that devastated part. that way cuz I mean
0: No,
1: nah, cuz I would still be <laughs> excited about this interview.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you guys are ridiculous (laughs) i love it all right so
1: so mike let me tell you uh some some funny stories that obviously you won't know until now so there's one time so you and i are about the same age but being a huge tooth and nail fan and then hearing poca notch i was like holy crap this is the best music ever because it was my first introduction to 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 punk and was poppy and sing-along-ish and it was just awesome so i remember being in a thrift store with my brother and we we saw this shirt we were like man that sure looks like something mike herrera would wear and he was just like shit man let's just buy this for him i was like dude that's such an awesome (laughs) idea so we tracked down your address we sent it to you and then i saw you uh and and a brother's talking to you while you're peeing in a urinal. i was like hey mike you're like, yeah. And I was like, hey man, did you like that shirt that my brother and I sent you? <laughs> and so, so, so so Mike just kind of looks at me and he's just like while he's peeing. Oh, exactly.
3: <laughs> and I'm sure
1: he's just like, I wish this dude would just stop talking to me. So to to get me off his case, he's just like, which one, man? <laughs> which shirt? <laughs> so so I go back into the venue and I was like, dude. I asked Mike if he got that shirt, and he was just like, which one? And my brother gave me like a really upset look. <laughs> Y'all were was, devastated. Oh, yeah. We were just like, oh, crap. That didn't which work. Which one?
2: <laughs> I was worried about it. I mean, I was like really just racking my brain going like, okay.
3: <laughs> yeah. You were trying to be the nice guy.
1: Um, but So here, here's one you may remember, Mike, is uh, there was a show uh, at Charleston Southern. So basically a conservative Baptist college. You guys were with 90-pound wuss, and we were almost devastated because those guys almost did not let y'all play. I think they saw you smoking, and I think they heard you say a cuss word. <laughs> and so you were actually from stage. We were like, oh, man, that's so badass. us." Uh, that mike actually told the crowd he's just like hey guys we're working on this thing and he pointed to the guys talking about him he said those guys over there are judging us so we're just trying to figure this out hopefully we'll play <laughs>
3: <laughs> mike mike did y'all get oh that all, did y'all get that all the time i mean you grew up in a way more liberal area of of seattle it's probably a little bit more accepting and friendly and then to be considered a christian band and then play in the south and stuff like that did that blow your mind
2: well, you know, uh, you know, it's hard to say. It, there's a lot of factors that went into probably how I reacted to people, like yeah. say somebody's asking me about a shirt while I'm taking a piss. I <laughs> If I was a, di- a different kind of guy like I you know, I have like different levels of personality and my first level is very very much just like I don't say much at all. Like I don't I don't really I don't say anything funny. Like I don't really talk. So like, there's that first level. And so as I as I sort of remember all these things coming back to me, um, the way people would would you know talk to me or or treat me, it wasn't always bad or good. I'm just saying, like the way I reacted wasn't necessarily the way I feel like I even am as a person. Yeah. I just think I was just walking through life. In disbelief, Like I just really didn't know what to think about much of anything uh, back then. And uh, in my defense, smoking, you know, I, I, I started smoking so I could get breaks at my uh, dishwashing job. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's awesome. It happens to the best of us. That,
3: that, that same thing happened to me. I, the, the cool people smoked, and oh, I was yeah. like, well, what do I do? Do I stand here, I stay inside and don't smoke, or everybody goes on their smoke break. I I'd, yeah. I'd started smoking at Little yeah. Caesars.
1: <laughs> hey, was there was there ever, was there ever a point early on, so you guys are, are touring, you're on tooth and nail. Was there ever a point where, where you guys were like, Holy shit, like people know us. Like people are listening to our songs, like just that revelation of, gum man, this is something. We're on to something.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely that. There's there's that. And then, you know, it's weird because you go through this sm- you guys know this obviously from touring years and years, but you go through a small town and that's when it's weird when somebody, you're not playing a show and you're not at the mall of the town you're playing. Uh, you're just somewhere completely random and people recognize you. Somebody comes up, wants a picture or something like that. That's when it's sort of like, okay, this is strange. Like I get it. If we're advertising where we're going to be, right. people are going to know who we are. But like when it happens, mm-hmm. when you're not advertising, that's when yeah. it's kind of weird. Like I'm in airports a lot. So like a lot of times guys will be, you know, Hey, what's up? I, uh, You know, I'm flying here, there, whatever. Can I get a picture? And, uh... You know, it's sometimes it's great, sometimes it's sad because they're like, "Oh, you're still, you're still, MXP still doing something or whatever." You are like, "Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's the
0: worst." Yeah, no, the one I, the one I get is I get to tell somebody what I do and they'll say, "I'll say, well, I play in a band," at, you know, it's, it's called Emory, and they go, "Is that so, man? There used to be a band that I liked called Emory about ten <laughs> oh, years." Oh my gosh. <laughs> I used to listen to a band called Emory in high school. Oh like, my that's god, me. that's me. me. They assume do y'all still play i get that usually it's usually it's just do y'all still play like a surprise but that's okay
3: and, and mike you guys started so young right like i i remember stories and you can clarify this but i mean you guys were like what 14 living on bremerton and started this band got i guess got signed to tooth and nail and it just took off
2: yeah i mean i was about 14 when i started playing an instrument um me and my buddy don you know we, we he introduced me to like the ramones and social distortion and I was already into like Black Flag descendants but uh that was just like my introduction to like oh you can actually play you know and as far as MXPX goes I just started writing a bunch of these songs and I told my buddy Andy Houston who was the first guitar player yeah dude I need I want to start a band you want to play guitar and he didn't play guitar at all so like this is how bad it is you know in in the Bremerton area back then you know you don't know. I didn't know anybody that played anything that wasn't already playing in a band. So, yeah. and I'm sure now that now that I think about it, Don was was there too. But he just never could figure it out. You know, like there's certain people that I was playing with that I knew right away. I was like, these guys aren't gonna we're never going to get a set together, man. We're right. never going to be able to play live. So right when I, you know, Andy was like, okay, cool. I'm going to do it. And he took lessons. I knew, okay, step one, that's good. Now we need a drummer. So we were jamming me and him just with no drummer for a, a minute. This is kind of one of the weirder stories. My younger sister uh, was just like hanging around, you know, bothering as younger sisters do. And so we had this snare, snare drum. I was like, hey, come over here grab this stick and she was probably about like eight years old or something i'm like okay (laughs) kids have good rhythm like just hit the (laughs) snare just like this and i just showed her how to do it and we played our song and she did the snare to it and it sounded like the best thing i had ever heard i was like okay it is it is final we are definitely going to get a drummer (laughs) that's awesome then we met yuri
1: yeah so did y'all just meet him and then find out he was a drummer, or did y'all know he was a drummer and asked him, or how how'd that work out? Well,
2: actually, um, I I knew a friend, Eric. My my buddy Eric played drums, and so I called him up, and I hadn't seen him in a little while. We had known each other from church, that kind of thing, uh, but we didn't go to the same school. So I called him up, probably on a, on a rotary phone, I assume. Um, definitely not a cell phone back then. Yeah. Yeah. And bring, bring, what's up, buddy? We're looking for a drummer. You still play the drums? He's like, actually, no, I quit drums. <laughs> I was like, damn it. But my buddy plays the drums. So I was introduced then to Yuri, and uh we went over to his house, got in the in the basement, and his mom we, we started jamming these tunes that I had written, and they sounded great. And uh his mom brought us nachos, and I was like, dude, okay, one, awesome to have a drummer, two she just brought us nachos. You're in <laughs> double <laughs> score. Yeah, that's awesome. So MXPX was then born. Pretty much then, and we practiced for uh, a week straight. And this was 1992, the summer of before before we started high school. Uh, high school for us was uh, it was I guess 92 to 95.
0: That's such a bummer to me to think of all of what we probably miss. Is you know We were real late starting people because aren't we the same age? Is that what you said, Joey? We're, I'm 36. Yeah, uh, you, you graduated in How 95, you, Mike? Mike, right?
1: Yeah, 95. I'm 38. Yeah, so that's when I graduated. Yeah. So Toby's a little older. You're a little younger, man.
0: Yeah, so we're all the same age, but Mike was doing this stuff like on in the real world, like so much before we were 22, 23 before we were ever on the road or anything like that. I know, that, it makes really, me so, so
3: jealous. Like he's he's listening to these bands like Black flag would have b- been like, way more fun Like Black Flag. And my p- family told me that was devil music. Like you don't let it, like <laughs> like you were being influenced by bands that were being really artistic and cutting edge and and saying actually saying things, you know what I mean? Like like yeah. in their lyrics and you know, I, I didn't get any of that, and I'm always so jealous of that. And, and it actually probably did lead to how good a, your music was earlier. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't even start Emory till I was 25 years old. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't, I, I, I didn't wow. even know music outside of the radio existed until I met you, Joey, right. <laughs> in college, yeah. my junior, third year of college. The Holy EP yeah, was totally. what did, did
1: you yeah. win, man? Yeah. Oh, there there Mike,
0: what do you think is the most fun age to be in a band and tour? Like what's the
2: most fun age where it's the most awesome uh, probably 24 i would say 24 yeah. is perfect so you kind of miss that sir so. yeah we totally <laughs> yeah. missed <it. laughs> but, uh 23 24 you're just like okay I finally figured out like i mean it's probably different for everybody because i think kids these days are a little they're a little accelerated in some of their yeah they their are. Yeah, they are. everything you know their skills what they know what they oh my what they gosh, think they should right. be accomplishing at this point in life for me i didn't think of it quite like a job or like I, you know I, I knew that money could be made at it but it was just hold on tight keep writing songs keep singing that that's all i really thought about uh, and ladies you know but uh mm-hmm. yeah it was it was a, it was a crazy time but like i grew up going a little bit back to your first question and this kind it ties into now as well uh I grew up in a you know very Christian home, but also my parents were kind of hippies, you know, uh, at least my mom was. And so they introduced me to music right away, like uh, Willie Nelson. Probably my favorite song in the world is Willie Nelson on the road again. It's like the first song I remember ever hearing. Yeah, And then uh, Violent Femmes, Stray Cats. The first album I kind of had like to myself was Stray Cats, Built for Speed, yeah. which is a greatest mm-hmm. hits album kind of. And, uh, you know, so it was like, I don't know why I ended up, you know, ended up sounding more like that kind of stuff. But um, I was heavily influenced by some some weird stuff in in that you know those categories, um, but also Beatles, all the all the normal classic rock stuff. I was introduced to. Huey Lewis is one of my favorites, by the way. So uh, oh, my, well that's one of my rounded, favorites. That's sorta. awesome.
0: Yeah. Yep. We had Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis tape.
2: Four. I, I don't know if
3: y'all know that record or not, but it's like. Uh, has a lot of the hits. I had that record and I wore it
2: out. Yeah. It's one of my all-time favorite records. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a, another big reason why when we left, you know, I left my hometown and we're out into the the country and the in the world touring and meeting a lot of other people. And not realizing that not all parents are like my parents, not, you know, like not all Christian parents allow you to listen to just any kind of music, which I was yeah. pretty much allowed to listen to whatever I wanted. I mean, I was I wasn't dumb, so I didn't like blast uh, the swear words. Uh, you know, I would keep that under wraps a little bit. So, yeah, No uh, NWA or anything. <laughs> you know, I would listen to like I would listen to like, you know. Oh, you know, don't matter just don't bite it you know i listen to all that stuff from nwa but i just wouldn't listen i would listen on headphones kids headphones yep. i'm sure they're, yeah. they're like yeah we know we're not stupid either <laughs> kids are smarter than i ever was for sure for sure so so, so what's
3: interesting you're listening to all this cool music and then you went the christian route was that your intent like did you were you doing that like hey we got to honor
2: jesus or god or like how'd you get in that world well, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I grew up in church, so I went to a youth group. I went to, I was serious about my faith for a long time and, you know, music pretty much ruined that, but uh, <laughs> no, Touring, getting out into the real world, but, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because in, in most religions have, you know, extreme versions of, of this and I was never really sheltered. Um, I was we never had like M T V and stuff, but I always watched it. I always like went over went over to my friend's house. So I felt like I kinda got I got everything that like a normal kid that wasn't, you know, in church every Sunday was getting, you know, the, the what do they call it, the the non Christian kids or whatever. But um I but at the same time, you know, I, I have a very good grasp on uh religion, world religion, uh Christianity and I I just feel like when I started traveling and started seeing that there's just so much more to life than what I was taught, Mm -hmm. uh, not only just by my parents, and and it's no fault of of my parents. It's just like you know what you know, and you kind of just grow up, and you teach your kids this, and um, I just felt like, okay, well, there's just a lot going on here, a lot to process, and I'm still processing, to be honest. I mean, that's just every day you process the information.
0: Well, that's what I think is the most entertaining thing. There's a million things we could talk to you about, but the most interesting thing that's really on our wavelength is, you know, we too, coming from our background to being in the world. And the hardest thing to do is to have all these experiences, to know all this stuff, to see as much variety of people and situations as you would get on the road and for being in churches and for being in clubs and, and bars. And just like you said, processing that is. It almost feels impossible. Tell and uh, did you, I heard you on Bill Powers' podcast, and and you talked about some of that stuff on there. But uh, let's talk a little bit about your your faith and and losing it, or have you lost it, or where is it now?
2: Oh well, you know, I, I I would say to a, can you ever lose it? See, I I've asked many pastors, and they usually say, no. Once you believe, you're good. Even yeah. if you say you don't believe, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Here's what does that right. mean to you? So it yeah. means I'm safe because I feel I feel like. I mean uh, in some ways I feel like okay this is a serious thing but in a lot of ways it's kind of just funny to me the whole idea of the the little rules here and there and like okay if you talk to one person the rules change you talk to the other person the rules change it's just it just starts to be just kind of comical um and and it's not just religion it's not just spirituality it's like all things in life if you really kind of start breaking it down and thinking about how why we do things you know you could take it down to to like a Mitch Hedberg type comedian you know where he breaks it down to just a, such a simple idea uh you know club sandwiches all right you know i'm for them, you know whatever f- yeah. frilly straws or whatever it is <laughs> you know it's just like the simplest things and you just think about it and you're like this is kind of silly and and people just do as they've done, and it's so easy yeah. to do, and um, and I'm guilty of that f- for sure. So I, th- I think it's a complicated issue for sure.
0: Well, when did it start to unravel? For say, <laughs> for you, then? like when did when when for you did you be were you like can, when do you first remember going? Hmm, I don't know what I think about well, this. Well, I mean,
2: it's, it's, it's honestly, it's a lot of years, a lot of years, and it's it's uh, it's almost like that still small voice but the opposite <laughs> you know it's uh <laughs> it's uh it's the other it's the other side of the shoulder but i don't think it's it's a good or evil thing because we all know that i mean we all know good and evil exists in all areas of life no matter if it's in the church or or not you know i mean there's there's plenty of hypocrisy yeah in, in the church so i mean we don't need to like go through arguments and philosophical no, debates not. and for sure you know the and, the and that's the thing is like it's personal for everybody so i've always felt i felt the need to be sensitive to the fact that um i actually believed believed so mo- so many things that i don't believe now and at the time i would be very offended if somebody was was you know trashing my faith or my beliefs or making me feel stupid um so, I, you know, I feel like it's important to be respectful of people's beliefs. Uh, at the same time, I shouldn't be apologetic for mine. So
0: Right. but I mean, how, said, are you, you how what does it mean you want to get into the be,
2: nitty-gritty of it, right? Let's dig no, deeper. No,
0: I, I kind of do, but I'm saying what does it mean to be respectful of the point of view of the guy at Charleston Southern that's about to not let your band play on stage because you smoked? What does it mean to be respectful of that cockamamie yeah. view?
2: I mean, it's funny because, like, I, I felt... I felt the need to hide, you know, when I was smoking and, and playing any churches or even non-churches, you know, because MX Peaks was always a band that played both uh, regular venues and also churches, you know, starting out. But it was always a weird thing. like, Okay, I got to hide because kids are going to see me and I don't want kids to see me because, yeah, yeah, we don't want kids smoking. And then you like look at it, you're like, why am I smoking? Well, because I'm old enough and I want to. So there, done. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, I I quit long ago, long long time ago, but it's just one of those things. You gotta let you gotta let people make mistakes. You gotta let uh, artists be artists. For for one, it's a weird sort of blurry thing when you start mixing um, artistic uh, endeavors such as music and touring, and you add into obviously monetary transactions, and then you add into that different you know sometimes subtle sometimes huge differences in philosophical and religious beliefs <laughs> you know you're gonna have issues so I think that was a big issue and it, it was um, a pioneering time so to speak we were on the organ trail of Christian rock at the time yeah and uh or at least Christian punk rock in that scene and uh, so we didn't know I mean we were just following in the lead of some of the blenderhead guys that smoked so I blame yeah. them. <laughs>
0: hey, is it is it just annoying? It
2: <laughs> is it annoying that uh,
1: a lot of people are? I mean, because it it is. I agree with Matt. It's very interesting to you know just see some see how people process their faith, whether they're still a Christian or not. Is it annoying that so many fans, like longtime fans like me and all these other people on Facebook, like for example, we posted on Facebook, "Hey, we're we're interviewing Mike and bunches of people. Hey, make sure you ask him about his faith. Like, you <laughs> know what?" yeah like is yeah. that is is that bothersome
2: is it like man why why that? well, I understand that people want their i don't know their nostalgic figures in their lives. I'm not gonna you know say what I am to them, but um if if we had a few songs on a soundtrack here and there you know in their younger years, that probably meant something to them and yeah, and yes, we definitely had songs that were about um faith god and my 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 faith in god so they don't want that to change i get it um and i've we all know things change i mean just think about the friends you hang out with now um if you're lucky you hang out with some of the same people that you knew back in high school or you know whatever the case may be but chances are you've every now and then you see somebody you're like oh yeah i had not even realized that i haven't seen them in a year and it totally i guess i'm okay (laughs) you know but it's like oh man i miss you but i didn't realize it till i saw you so out of sight out of mind they don't want me changing they don't want anybody changing and and it's a it's the human nature it's something that bands always fight with say like bon jovi just put out a new album but nobody cares because they want to hear uh you give love a bad name and so on and (laughs) so forth right
3: did you, did you once you started like really questioning your faith and all that stuff? Did you did you get the stuff like where somebody walks up and goes, "Hey man, life in general changed my life." Oh, what's your favorite verse? <laughs> and my life's kind of bad right now. Uh, my, my girlfriend broke up with me. Could you pray for me? <laughs> did did you, did you get stuff like that? Did I you get have, put yeah. in awkward awkward situations? Right.
2: <laughs> I still do now and then. I mean, <laughs> to be honest, I mean we have a very. <laughs> Life is life is have not you ever black faked praying
3: for somebody? Is the question. Ah, <laughs> Have yeah. you done that? Like, <laughs> like, it's just somebody with tears in their eyes. You could your heart broke and you went for it. Is that true? Is that ever
2: happened? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say that that curse, stay I have spared feelings. I have spared some feelings and just kind of played along. Yes, yes. You have to, because, I mean, that's what you want. Isn't this, isn't life a performance piece there, guys? Oh, for sure. (laughs) For
3: sure. Oh, Uh, that's good stuff, But, but. Going,
0: moving on though, <laughs> <It's> but I, <laughs> all for
2: them though. It's all the, it's all you know. It's like the tooth fairy. I mean, you don't want the kids to know that's.
0: Well, it's the crazy thing about that. There's a curtain there. Yeah, maybe it's a performance or or not. But the thing is, the p- persons often ignorant, not stupid, but ignorant when they come up and they bring to meeting you or talking to you for two minutes and they bring something like a whole set of assumptions and their, you know, their lens that they're seeing it with and everything. And the weird part about it is you've seen it so often, you've seen so many different things that you're, you're, you're not operating from a pure mindset. You actually see their frame of reference and are familiar with it fully. And they have no idea that they're even in a frame of reference when they're talking to you. So it makes a really bizarre dynamic where you can't just speak on your level ignorantly to them because you're not ignorant to what their situation is. You've seen it a million times, you know it. So it's a really, really bizarre thing that, that a fan or somebody can bring to
2: an interchange. It's very well put. It's like Groundhog's Day, you know, like this exactly. again, okay. Am I gonna jump the car off the cliff today or am I yep. just gonna let them down gently or am I just gonna you know, whatever it is. But uh for the most part, like I actually do spend time with people, uh sometimes if I have time talking about really serious things such as religion and my own personal faith. And it, it is a bit presumptuous, I think, to just like expect to have a heart to heart with some dude that's just who cares who I am. I'm just a guy, but I don't know you personally. Um that being said, you know, there's a million people out there that would be like, yeah, absolutely. I want to have every chance to talk heart to heart with every stranger I can. I I'm kind of I'm somewhere in between honestly like for me it depends on the moods because I think it's very important to speak to people uh you don't know people that just on the streets you know even down to like just really poor and homeless to up to like business people that are running the country you know whatever it is like if you have the opportunity to talk to people it's really a good thing for you to do but in this in this sort of lens I feel like I'm already being like looked at through a microscope i'm in a petri dish i if i go out of the petri dish they're gonna catch me you know they're gonna i'm gonna squiggle away if i can but uh yeah it's just a weird mindset it throws me off like because if 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 you just treat people normal they're gonna be chances are they're gonna be normal because you know you probably talked to other musicians other artists that maybe didn't know who you were at first and they're a little defensive or just a little just like, hey, it's cool, you know, nice, but, you know, like go on with your day. But then if you like introduce yourself right away, they'll just be like, oh, hi, how are you? Uh, Darren Pfeiffer from Goldfinger, the drummer, he is, he's got a lot of balls, let's just say. He's not scared of talking to absolutely anybody. And, you know, I I definitely would take a, a, a page from his playbook because He says, he's like, okay, one, what's the worst that could happen? They tell you to leave Mm -hmm. if you go into like Motley Crue's dressing room or Metallica's dressing room. So he goes in, any chance he gets, he'll go into like these dressing rooms when we're playing these big festivals and just – Try to meet people. Uh, and he says right away, Hi, I'm Darren from Goldfinger. And he says, most of the time they're like, Oh, you're in a band. I've kind of heard of you. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, cool. And then you just at least don't get kicked out. You know, so
0: So he fully embraces that he embraces, and just uses it to his advantage does. and doesn't yeah, do I've that
2: whole thing. I've always felt weird about doing that, but maybe that's just something, you know, it's like a challenge. It's like jump out of that airplane. So hey, Matt, like how do you process this? Because I've heard you say a hundred times
1: you wish that you didn't believe this bullshit like you wish you did not believe in it and so how do you when you hear someone like Mike who's walked through growing up as a Christian being the Christian punk rock star and now <laughs> not not being there anymore I mean and and also Matt the guy that tries to figure everything out like how do you figure this out
0: well I'll tell you one thing the uh uh, first of all, Joey, I appreciate appreciate you wanting to interview me. Today. Yeah, that's really awesome. <laughs> we have Mike Herrera from MXBX, But Yeah,
3: Matt, what can you say about the, how how Mike feels?
0: No, I'm just going to check is, uh, my email, guys. I- is that cool? Uh, I really think what I love. One thing that I do love, and this is maybe not answering your question exactly directly, is but Christianity can be super lame. And I've been attracted to alternative and punk mindset before I was a Christian. That it to me is so awesome, and that I think that's what I really like about the punk mindset. And then you combine that with Christianity. To me, that actually really is attractive. I love that. Like you can say bold things or do go in the dressing room like the Goldfinger guy, or don't care what <laughs> you look like or whatever that is. That combining that with Christianity is what I think Christianity ought to look more like, anyway. So that's just a side side note. That I think about it, but also I'm like I've said before. I'm pretty secure in my in with my the insecurity I have with my faith. Like I believe it just because I can't help it, and so I'm not afraid. I don't need to bolster it or make strong arguments or uh, anything really. I just I know that I believe still, and maybe I won't later. But I didn't used to, and now I do. So theoretically, I could change my mind again, I suppose. But I also I just wouldn't believe. What I believe if I I really had a choice is what I'm saying. So I don't, I have no problem exploring it. I love hearing Mike's thoughts, other people's thoughts, Dave Bazan's thoughts on it. It's none of it's scary to me. I just, I mean, I don't have a claim and tell everybody else what they ought to believe. I just, this is where I'm at. I I don't,
3: I don't want to totally jump in here and Mike will let you talk too, but the, here's the thing that I, will you please totally, well, here's what I, here's what I appreciate about it (laughs) is that, uh, Mike is being honest and he's saying, I'm figuring it out. So, so if Christianity is true and we'll figure it out, like I, that, that, I I know we say this all the time, but I mean, it's not like you are on a journey of saying, Oh man, well Christianity, I did it for a while and it was stupid. Now I'm, I'm just whatever. Like you, you are actually learning from the world, like at a very young age, wrote some music that people liked, and all of a sudden you're in this really unique situation where you get to see the world in a way that nobody, most of the of, uh, uh, humans don't get to see it that way. I mean, the, the band population is small. They get to tour the world and stuff like that. And so, I, I mean, how could that not affect you? You know what I mean? Like, like for somebody that just grew up in the same town or whatever and just says, oh, well, you're, you're wrong or you're, you're sinful or evil or whatever that might be, like to, to take away the idea of a journey... Seems so terribly wrong. It yeah. just it it just seems awful, and um I don't I don't I don't understand that mentality. Like like for example, even even with like my dad, he he has never been past Alabama, right? <laughs> Ever. I mean, so past. so in his entire life, he's been to South Carolina only, and then a little bit of Florida <laughs> and Alabama. He flew to Alabama one town and flew right back. He's only, a, and he's only flown one time. No in his North life. Carolina. Right. He lives
1: in damn Greenville.
3: But my dad, when I call him, will tell me about the world. He'll tell me what Obama's like. <laughs> he'll 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 tell me what Christianity's like, what golf is like, what all these things are like. And yet, The Muslims. I bet he knows oh a ton my about the Muslims, oh he knows definitely. so much about the Muslims. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, wait a minute, hold on. How, how many Muslims do you know? I'm not. I'm not going to hang out with them. And and I'm just like, wait a minute. People who are ex- cut your head who, off, yeah, in. yeah, they'll cut my <laughs> head off exactly. I don't know them. It, it, it's so bizarre when you actually go, Wait a minute, I've seen some of the world and there's real people there, and I need to experience that. And so, it sounds like that's what you're saying, Mike. Like that, that you're actually, it, it, to me, it sounds more like you're on a journey rather than you're just making decisions.
2: Is that, is that yeah, true? Yeah, I'm definitely on a journey. I mean, you know, for me, I, I don't need necessarily to define what it is I believe, I just. Over time, I just realized my personal ideas and my happiness didn't really revolve around, uh, you know, what I grew up doing, which was going to church and stuff. So uh, there's a lot of reasons. Like I was saying, I didn't necessarily want to get into, like, arguments. But personally, for me, it was uh, it was this like this Wizard of Oz thing. It was like, okay, just the more I see of the world, the more I realize there's so much possibility, and I just don't feel like that was for me. You know, it wasn't I wasn't in line with um most most of what you know, morally it's great, you know, or whatever, but like I just didn't like the idea of the code. I, I like the idea of having having honor, having a strict set of values. I mean there's absolutely great things. Um About it, but um, for me, I was never—I've never been happier than I am, you know. That I have been really the last five, ten years of my life, and and I was happy in my childhood too. You know, I was happy when I was a kid, but I feel like life keeps getting better and better, despite roadblocks, despite you know family crisis, whatever crisis that happens at home or on tour, you know, whatever it is. It it never really. It never really mattered to me. It was like, okay, my life is better now than it ever has been without God. I mean, to, to put it very bluntly, you know, yeah. so I mean, it was yeah, like, sure. okay, well, that doesn't mean that there is no God. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that Christianity isn't great for some people. Uh, it's definitely been really bad for a lot of other people uh, yeah. in, in the world, but that's a, a political and, you know, a historical debate. We don't need to worry about, but, uh, you know, it's like I get up, I see the news and sometimes I'm really out of the news. So I'm not always necessarily like paying attention, but there's just a lot of heartbreak out there and finding a little bit of happiness. You know, a lot of people ask, what is success to you? What is, what does that mean? Who's successful? And, uh, I would say most people would say happy, you know, somebody that's happy. There's, there's economics. Yeah. There's there's a lot that, that goes into happiness, but rich there's well, plenty of rich that people that people, aren't, right? So. Oh, some totally. people would be
0: afraid to say that in the first place. Like, some people would just be really uncomfortable with you could say something like that, that, wait a minute, you had God, and now you don't, and now you're happier. It's a, some people feel the urge yeah. immediately to say, well, that can't be true, but maybe that is true. Maybe God's real and you don't have him and you're happier without him. (laughs) This could all be true. I don't know. Yes,
2: people are crazy. I mean, people are, I mean, we all know people are crazy. I mean, we're getting crazier and crazier as we go. Uh, It's it's this sort of hive mind. As Americans, we're victim to it constantly with the constant advertising, the constant knickknacks that become popular, pop culture. You know, your favorite song that becomes your most hated song because they won't stop playing it on the radio. We're just creatures of habit. And uh, for a lot of years, like I was saying, it was just like a very, very slow drip. It was a slow drip of truth serum into my brain. And I was just like sort of slowly coming awake. And I didn't feel like I was a a completely different person. Like I'm the same type of person. Like I'm still a jerk and I'm still nice. And I'm, you know, I'm all these things, but... It didn't, you know, like, why is this not changing me more, right? You know, except for the better. So that that's not necessarily true for everybody. So I, I realized that. And uh, we all we all have, like, an individual life to live. You know, you can't wake up for everybody else. You can't put on your somebody else's boots in the morning. Well, I,
1: yeah, I will say that uh, listening to your interview with old, old Billy Powers, like, it, it really is neat to hear someone like yourself who used to – You know, quote unquote, live the Christian life, and now your perception and uh, talking about it is is very, very noticeably humble and not, you know, bashing or you know, because a lot of people that used to be Christians and now are not, it just kind of comes across as yeah, I was a dumbass and you know, just totally full of it and everything. And I just, I I really like how you can you know converse about these things.
3: Yeah, I I would say too the the thing that is. Is interesting to me is what i like is about what you're saying is there isn't a fear like so much of christianity is based in fear i i 100 believe in jesus I, I i can't get away from it and we had this discussion on our last podcast too mike and i want to ask you the same thing but um i i don't have the fear that i used to have like i said i grew up in a very conservative very charismatic very small 35 45 people you know church where it was, you're going to hell if you're drinking. You're going to hell if you're smoking. You are you know all these things. I I was like, oh my god. I was oh I, I promise there was times you, in though? my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: right. yeah. They, might be they, right. they were actually
3: yeah they were dead. They Isn't were dead. The, right.
2: The worst thing I got. Sorry to interrupt. Real no quick. no. Go ahead. The worst thing is when people call me out on like past lyrics when I was oh, like gosh. 17 or 18. When I'm talking <laughs> about like life is not drinking or smoking or you know whatever. I'm like, dude. I know that you know. Anyway, go ahead. It's just the, like oh, that's oh, what, I'm shaking the, the, my head.
3: That's a whole <laughs> other point of I mean, people got to see you grow up and figure yeah. out life and then they get to pick it apart. Like that's so unfair. Like hold on. I was went. literally you were seventeen. And I mean, what in the hell were those fuckers doing when they were seventeen? <laughs> yeah, Seriously. you know, what you know are I mean? they doing? I mean, I mean, they were probably sleeping with their girlfriend and trying beer and doing all this crazy <laughs> stuff. And now all of a sudden, they have a family and the, the nuclear family, and they they're bold as hell because they listen to Joel Osteen. But or Toby, something. Mike and, has a responsibility. <laughs> no, but but, but I, I do want to go back to the idea of why is there such a fear? I mean, I was told in for sure, about people like Mike that, <laughs> from my church that, yeah. hey, they, they they stepped away from their faith and they are just, they are trying to woo you away and they're going to lure you away and all this stuff. And and as I got older and started thinking for myself and, and just took a moment and a breath, I was like, wait a minute, why would I be scared of what Mike's saying? If Jesus is true, I'm not, there is no worry. I mean, why would I be afraid of that? The same way as, oh, man, there's this guy, Mike Herrera, going around saying that two times two is not four. Man, you better watch out for that dude. That's, that's
2: bullshit. You don't no, have I'm to worry about two that. two times two is four. <laughs> They'll be like, something's wrong here. Hmm.
3: Yeah. Uh, so so, I, so yeah. What, my, my overall point is, like, that idea, do you think that that Christian culture added to you leaving? Like, uh, I mean, probably. there was so much, pres- so much pressure there. Hey, you, like you said, you had to hide smoking. Which yeah. and guess what? Everybody else was too.
2: Yeah, everybody yeah. was.
3: And so, do you think that 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 actually
2: helped to lead you? Like, oh, man, this can't be all there is. You know what's funny is, you know, we get, you know, we're so we're so like we get called so clean cut by sort of like the the just the regular punk scene and the set. I guess you could call it secular scene. Um, and then on the other hand, you know, we're seen as like these bad boy punker guys that were like rebellious in the Christian scene which is funny because everybody else you're saying you're right. So many people were smoking and drinking, but MXPX, like we didn't go out and party until after we turned 21. Like we didn't go out and party. Like I did when I was a kid, like I experimented in junior high or whatever with drinking, but then that was like completely separate from my life with MXPX. And, uh, we were like one of the good, you know, we were good kids and uh you know, we started drinking after it was legal, so then you know once you're of legal age, it's no longer a sin i, I assume yeah I assume it's no longer a sin, um as long as you don't get drunk, right right so there's all these semantics um that goes back to the silliness I was talking about um you know for us, like I felt like we were really good kids uh and and we had a good time, you know, we were pretty tame, we're no sepultura, I'll tell you that. Mm -hmm. definitely no sepultura motley crew that kind of stuff so
3: (laughs) now now when you guys would tour did you guys get like a lot of crap from other bands because of the christian stigma that was attached to your band like were you able to go out with
2: secular bands i guess or whatever uh now and then but honestly it's few and far between most of the time it was punk fans like fans of other bands they would hate us just because we were Christians or something. But um most of the time, you know, they would check us out. They'd be like, oh, you guys are cool. You guys are good. You know, we we're just normal people. And uh going back a little bit to like how we got into the sort of the Christian scene, it was just, you know, I was going to a youth group, we had met, um, we'd we'd played a show with uh poor old Lou, so Aaron Sprinkles uh, oh, yeah. back in the day. Mm-hmm. And so I gave him a demo tape and he kind of Called me freaking out, like, "Hey, dude, I want to record you guys." You know, blah 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 blah. Could do a seven inch. I know a guy that owned a record label that was Brandon Evil from Tooth and Nail no Records, and so it's like, "All right, cool. We don't have to pay. Awesome." Like, how often does somebody just call you up and say, "Like, we'll re- I'll record you for free." Yeah. Um. So our you know our very first. Real recording I won't say professional because honestly he didn't and he he's admitted this that he had no clue what he was doing <laughs> and, and that's what's funny about life is like you know you, you may not have a clue, but if you just get in there and get your hands dirty, you figure it out you know nine times out of ten, you figure it out and um, that's what MXPx did. we just we just went for it now, now that's
3: an interesting uh, little side note there w- one thing that that is really neat is you guys are still here. Like I mean, you, you 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 guys are gonna be playing shows, doing, doing yeah. They some just
1: more played a big show. They played a big show with didn't y'all play with Five uh, Iron Frenzy and Slick Shoes in Southern California?
2: Yeah, we did two nights in Santa Ana, and we oh, actually filmed cool. it, filmed and recorded it. So that'll be a concert video coming out. You know, oh, that's awesome. Hopefully in a couple months. Was it
3: was was it original members like? Yeah, I think in the slick original shoes?
1: Slick Shoe uh,
2: lineup, right? Oh, yeah. Oh
1: yeah. Definitely. Are you friends
2: with
3: all those guys?
2: I am. I actually just cool. had them on my podcast, My Career Hour. Oh, I gotta That's check awesome. that out. But, but you but, guys should come on. By the way, oh, we will. Uh, yeah, I'd love we to will do for it for sure. We'd love to do it.
0: Um, I just listened to the one. I know I'm derailing you there, but I just listened to the one you did with uh, Lisa at Warp Tour <laughs> the other day. That was funny because you guys totally. said you came in. And said, I think we were a little tipsy, but you, yeah, she was clearly <laughs> just that was a deep track. That's a deep track right there. It was awesome. for serious fans.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but but I, what but you I, feel like you if you have a beer in your hand while you listen to it, you, you can get away with like you almost feel like you're just sitting there listening.
0: Yeah, and she had her friends laughing in the background, so she was on fire. I thought that was good. I got to listen
2: to that one. Yeah. That sounds awesome. MXPX is playing, uh coming up real quick, but while we're on the subject, uh MXPX, September 12th, that's Saturday, in our hometown, Bremerton, Washington, at the Admiral Theater. But even better, Acceptance is playing with us. So Acceptance oh, nice. is right on. MXPX. Tickets are on sale at mxpx.com. Um, it is getting, I mean, it's over half sold for sure. It's getting like 75% sold, so... uh don't wait don't well, one wait, thing I, one thing i was going to ask you
3: too about that is you guys are still here and also mike herrera himself i mean it, you've done so much and you and you have your podcast as well like i mean what how, how do you stay so motivated and why Why? how do you work so hard i mean like, like it sounds like you're doing stuff constantly
2: i just you know i, I just like catch those uh I catch the balls, you know, as they're thrown at me, right? So Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah you don't want to go back to washing dishes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, like, that's it's true.
2: funny, you know, it, it's like I do – you know, you do have to have plans, you know, plan for the future a bit. Um, but for the most part, you know, you do that, and then you've always got something to do. you always got something coming. So, like, I guess I just – you don't stop, you know. When you – I've found that, like, when you get something good going, at least – keep it steady. It's like, you know, you have to start an old classic car every week or two yeah. to keep the engine running. Like, that's kind of what I try to do with almost everything. You know, I took a little hiatus from my podcast early in the year. I felt like, okay, if I'm going to ever do this again, I just need to be somewhat steady with it. So now I do like four episodes and then an episode off, four episodes. So I give myself time in those ways. Um So I have a family. I still. I still get plenty of time with them. I mean, it's never enough to be honest. Yeah. I mean, never enough. Yeah. But uh, I think I get a little bit more than say uh, somebody working a nine to five, five days a week.
3: Yeah, work
2: you know, it's kind of nice, you know. And, and you, do, you guys know, you know, you you travel, you do a couple weeks here and there, probably some weekends. Yeah, I'm loving doing weekends. Like I, I love to just like fly out, hit like oh, four days. Oh my gosh, it's a dream. Home. Dream yeah. come true. It's a uh, it's it's a different kind of lifestyle for sure than than most people. It's a little bit you have to learn to it, being a musician. You kind of just have to learn to to never know when money's going to be there because sometimes you you get paid in chunks and all that, and it's a lot like being a stripper, right, guys? Yeah! Oh hell yeah! <laughs> hell yeah! A lot Once. of one dollar bills. <laughs> Man, and it's kind of sad now that the the U.S. well, the U.S. dollar is horrible now, but it's definitely not what it used to be. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I, I uh. do think it's funny though that like I mean, a lot of people just don't understand, and and they think that and I think that's a lot of times where the criticism, especially on the Christian side, come from. Well, you're in a band, so your whole life is based on those 45 minutes to an hour and a half that you're on stage where you can do this this and this and I, I don't I really don't think they understand the rest of it because and, and I don't even think they understand how much work is involved you know what I mean like like you really are constantly trying to think of, of new things and and to be the creator is so intense like it, it like I I was talking with somebody the other day uh actually yesterday who is a songwriter and it was really funny because people don't understand when you it is so hard to sit down and write a song or create or even uh come up with ideas for the podcast or try to do this or plan a tour and all the all these things and when you are a creator, like you need those little little times of breaks or like you were saying, like you, you actually need some schedule time where you're like, I gotta take a break from this or else you're always on on the hook for it. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. you're always like, well, uh, I know it's ten o'clock, but maybe I could write a song, or maybe I could do a podcast, or maybe I could do this, this, or this. And so, and and I don't think, like you said, the normal nine to five is a little bit like, hey, this is scheduled and this is what it is. But to be a creator of content and of ideas and a music and a podcast and all this stuff, I think a lot of people don't understand. Man, it it could be every second of the day, and that can be really wearing on you, and and, and you can get kind of burn out really quickly even on the road you know what Absolutely. I mean like like you said like I love the idea of a weekend weekend touring or playing festivals or whatever that might be because it's a short burst where I get to do this and then I get to get back to my normal life where I can spend time with my family I can do the other things that I need to do and I, I, I don't think a lot of people understand that, that it is uh the, the idea of an being an artist can consume you
2: right Oh, absolutely! I mean, and it should consume you in some ways, you know. Oh, for sure. Uh, especially when you're starting out. If I could recommend a book uh, to your listeners, there's this book called War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, and it's it's a pretty simple book, and it's a fairly short read, but it's it's just about like resistance, the idea of resistance, and all the different forms it takes, and and the you know we know it as procrastinating, uh, putting things off, and as an you know an artistic person that's self employed a writer, uh, a painter, a songwriter, a podcaster, a broadcaster, you know, a lot, a lot of people that have like a somewhat flux schedule, um, would definitely benefit from a book like this because you kind of need structure in your life. But if you're your own boss, you have to give it to yourself in a, in a lot of ways. So this book yeah. talks about, you know, what he does and, um, a lot of the, the things that you can do to I don't know it's just like it's 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 straight up you know it's it's a great book and I got a lot of a good stuff out of it. Um, at the same time, it's not like I'm doing exactly like say he says get up in the morning and schedule your time to work like work for five hours and then you're done for the day and then you yeah. can, like I mean there's people do it different ways you know like what do you do when you wake up in the morning first thing most people check their phone right totally nothing wrong with that but what do you, you know but being aware that you do that, I think, is important because we kind of get in these these habits, these ruts. Some some are good; these good feedback loops, positive yeah. feedback loops, I call them, are great. Um, but there's so it's so hard to break out of these negative feedback loops. So being aware of what you're doing and why you're doing it, I think, is the first step to anything. Um, take you know, take a step back. Go okay. What am I getting done every morning? Am I getting anything done? You know, like for me, getting something done is like I know it never ends, but it's almost like a drug. It's like it's like okay, another quick fix of something. Yeah, Um, that's just me though. Especially if it's creative. Yeah, if it's creative, if it's like I don't have to do this later. Later, I can hang out. You know, I can can just do nothing. The thought of I've always been that that way though. I've always been like if I finish my homework in class before I even leave school. I can just play the rest of the day, I right? skateboarding, Same way write a here. song. Yeah. And, and it's funny that like, at times the creative aspect can seem like, okay, this is a chore that I have to do. But at the same time, I really enjoy getting it done almost as much as doing it. Um, because it's like that sense of accomplishment. Like I said, it's like a drug. Yeah, the podcast is something I just wanted to do because it was something I could be steady with. Yeah, yeah, I want so It's uh, called
1: the Mike Herrera Hour.
3: Uh, we actually just twittered it, uh, so people can uh, go.
2: And that's to that. on Fridays
3: at eight Eastern and five Pacific, um, which is really cool. And then you guys are playing at the Admiral Theater on September twelfth with Acceptance. So that's going to be a really good show. That's going to be awesome. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, that's going to be amazing. <laughs> and one thing I want to say is, I guess I man, I really loved having you on, but I kind of think. A little bit. You're telling a little bit of a fib. I believe this is the long con, and seven years from now, my career will be one of the largest mega pastors in the history of the
2: world.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think you're be a big one. Next year, you come back totally. I was wrong. I'm a Christian. Seven years from now, one of the largest mega pastors in the world Hey, out of we, Seattle. we
2: love our prodigal sons. <laughs> right.
1: and oh, yeah. By the way, we've got some Kirk Cameron YouTube videos
3: coming your way. Yeah, nice right for now. sure. Please. We're sending them your way because we're, we're going to win you back, my friend.
2: Don't I you a, worry. Right. I, before we go, I had a great idea for you guys, and okay. maybe I could be part of it, but uh, you could have a club for your podcast called the BC Buds. <laughs> BC Buds. <laughs> we do have the BC club man I we have it's the BC. A good I think it's a good vibe
3: the BC bud BC sounds pretty good
2: that's awesome <laughs> Just... hey Mike
3: thank you so much man for joining us this was a great great time for us for sure so yeah, we really appreciate it for me. and yeah whenever we can get on your podcast we'd love to we'd love to be on for sure hey and so.
1: thanks for talking to me while you were peeing about 15 years ago actually 20 years ago hey thank dude you.
3: he was wasted in high no he don't no remember worries. that. <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks Mike all right thanks. All right, Mike Herrera. Wow, man, I've been That's wanting to fun, have him man. on forever, and it did not disappoint. Yep. Joey, you are just beside yourself. It makes, I, em, you have an MXPX tattoo, right, on your
1: butt? Uh, on my penis, actually. Come on. Butt. Oh,
3: gosh. You could only fit the M. Oh. It only says M. Some <laughs> 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 a, a lowercase M tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: seriously, I hope I didn't go too fanboy on him. but, yeah, I've been an MXPX fan since my senior year of high
3: school. Crazy. wow yeah man that is amazing
0: joy
1: hey can i do just the intro of your news story like can i say in a world where blah blah blah
0: no yeah you can i tell you what you can do that but first you're supposed to set it up with some like real vague ramble like mm-hmm. transition so yeah but do that toby's first, is always sounds the same i know well tra- you first of all try uh give an attempt at the segue first at least yeah, yeah.
1: well i tell you what man mxpx <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. You're doing good.
3: The damn news.
1: When Toby emailed me about it, uh, about Mike Herrera coming on the BC podcast, I had to say that I looked at it and I was like, man, that's some damn good news. But I have to admit. <laughs> keep going. I have, admit, I have to admit. I have to admit that Toby, your damn news is even better. Wow. <laughs> Woo. Yep. Yep. So I just want to say in a world where the news <laughs> where the news broadcaster is not only full of shit, but also full of himself. Huh. And he thinks that mm-hmm. all of his stories are That's great. Double full. Joey mm-hmm. Svensson is here to listen and support his friend. Here's the damn news, everybody. Wow.
0: Thank you, Joey. You're welcome. That was actually pretty good. good Man.
1: Yep. I'm here for you. It's just that I have to work really hard to be here for you. Like when it comes to being, nope. that was good. Don't mess it yeah, up. Don't. <laughs> you did good.
3: <laughs> I tell you, for a man that is laying on a couch eating a <laughs> slice of three-day-old pizza, that was awesome. <laughs> that was amazing. All right. I thought this first news story was pretty interesting. Okay, well, you don't have to say that. Just say the story, and we'll decide. But I just wanted you to know that I thought it was interesting.
1: Well, hopefully you think all of your news stories are interesting.
3: All right. Man wanted for throwing pornographic paper airplane. Clever. Yeah, I know. This comes from the Huffington Post. This definitely wasn't a flight on a Virgin airline. Pittsburgh police are warning the public about a man accused of tossing a pornographic paper airplane at two children. A white man between the ages of 18 and 25, and that's a little, that's kind of a big difference. 18 yeah. to 25, I mean, that's, that means they have no idea who it is. They could have said 55, I guess. In a white van, so it's just some dude that's a certain age in a white van, allegedly launched a paper airplane that was folded from a page in an adult magazine at kids playing in their yard on Saturday, according to CBS Pittsburgh. We are are just trying to alert residents to someone who may be doing something suspicious around children. (laughs) A department spokeswoman said, the plane landed in the front yard, according to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. The kids showed the smutty plane to their parents who called the police. The ages of the kids have not been released. So here's the thing. Porn's bad. I disagree with it. (laughs) No no stance on this being okay. Okay, but... This is just some dumbass eighteen-year-old that tore up a Playboy, <laughs> folded hey, a, watch this, and threw it at kids. And okay. I just don't know if it's that big of a deal now, but it's big enough maybe, of a deal for you to share this stupid story. Well, man. I thought no. Well, I thought it was interesting that it's getting this much of a news story. I don't think that's a big deal. I think it's just a dumbass teenager guy that did something silly when with his buddies in their van, and it's not a big deal. <laughs> and let me just let don't me think it's that big of a here, deal.
0: Real. Listen to it. Oh, okay. Now tell me if I got the facts right on this 18 to 24 white van right. porn. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Did they happen to say that there was a trailer behind it? Because there's a 99% chance that it's somebody in, in a, a band.
3: band. I know, totally. <laughs> got to be. Totally. That has
0: to be a guy in a, in a band, and they just did that. They were just clowning. It was, people, it was guys in a punk band or a hardcore band. That's exactly who has white bands and is 18 to 24 riding around doing pranks. Totally. Is it not? 100%. It reminds me of things that have happened to us before. We had crew members. No, they are probably like non Christians and stuff. But. We had one time where we had a crew, crew, somebody was working for us and their friend, and we went to bed playing in Hollywood, woke up the next morning, and our whole front lounge of our bus was covered in a cut-up pornography magazine. Yeah,
3: unbelievable. The it whole was in drawers, thing, it was pasted everywhere. It,
0: yeah, when you tried to heat up your burrito in the microwave, even after yeah. we cleaned it up, porn inside the microwave. Now,
3: here's the interesting part of that, too, on a side note. I'm the first person that always wakes up on our bus when I wake up I walk into the front lounge, and who's sitting in there? Joe Head, Josh's dad, who is sixty <laughs> Josh's years dad old, showed up, and that morning. his friend who is sixty years old, and they're having a conversation. And there's unreal porn everywhere, well, and, <laughs> and, and your every wife drawer, was out.
0: everything. It was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. It was a prank, but it was it unbelievable. Was a prank. The worst timing but, ever. Yeah, because then then. Josh's dad shows up that morning, and Toby's wife is there in the back line. Right. So next morning, and then they just think, well, I guess this is how Emory's bus rolls. Right. But it was a hilariously funny joke. It just was. Both are funny jokes. And you know what? That, we didn't even make the news for ours. Yeah, I know. I thought that was really frustrating. Anyway. Anyway, don't do it. Just
3: don't throw paper airplane pornography. Don't do it. Okay. Joey, what, what crimes have you done riding down the road? Like, you're riding down the road, and you get an idea in your head. Well, I definitely have not yelled at old No, we're not. We're talking to. about Joey. Okay. We're just talking about Joey Spencer. All right. What crimes does Joey Spencer do? Riding down the road? Yeah. Have you ever th- thrown golf balls or thrown anything out? Have you ever littered? Mm. Do you litter, Joey? Nope. In you, fact,
1: I'll you, never forget the first time I you've saw You've never Aust- littered? Oh, not out the car, but I'm sure I've littered
3: just walking around. You've never thrown a bottle out of the window?
1: No. Nope. You're a
3: liar. Nope. You're a... Filthy liar!
1: Okay, okay, go to hell, Toby. If there is a hell, you will be there for wasting our valuable listeners' time with not having a next news story. You're searching for a news story right now. No, I'm not. I'm already villain. on it. You won't
3: stop talking. <laughs> you will not stop talking, and you won't ever tell stories of of anything when when I ask the you a question. Answer is just no. The answer is no I've never. I wish
1: I could think of one. I cannot think of it. You
3: definitely littered. I was going to tell
1: you a story, but you interrupted me. I'll never forget the first time I saw Austin from Matt's band. We were on a first tour, and we were riding in his white Ford Explorer. And he had what year was this? This was 2000.
3: Moving on. The joys of blowholes. <laughs> I'm sex. going to finish the story. This, he rolled Who down cares about Austin throwing a bottle? They're talking about litter. They care about Joey Spencer throwing a bottle. Joey Spencer can litter. Austin. What? Who is Austin? What I'm saying? What listener right now cares what Austin did what and I'm, that you were shocked by him because littering? Because I'm
1: making a point about me. It was like a culture shock. I could this not believe is, someone <laughs> threw a whole bag of Happy Meal outside the car. I just could not believe it. So, I will say that I don't think I've ever purposely thrown trash outside the car. I don't think I ever have, and maybe maybe that's cultural
3: conditioning for oh my parents. wow, wow, man. <laughs> My dad used to Sorry. say, Hey, you done with that? He would chunk it out the window.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. My favorite is the beginning of the uh you know, the Kenny Powers show where he holds that can oh, out for a second and then lets it go. He holds it. That is the most <laughs> I and I don't not because I think Kenny's awful and that I just think that I want to do that so just bad. Just hold don't it, it for that? a long time. <laughs> yeah. Just <It's> whoo- <laughs> he's drinking beer, driving, he holds it other window just for a second and lets it go. Which I think oh. is so good about that show is how well it captures. The North Carolina Redneck, no, like know. it's it's very very familiar. No matter what, littering What's is cool. Eastbound and down, <laughs> it really is satisfying. It's so it's, it's cool. wrong, but it is satisfying. Can't do it anymore,
3: man. You can't smoke, can't litter, can't have sex outside of marriage. All these bastards telling me what to do in my bedroom. Screw them. The joys of blowhole sex.
0: Oh god, <laughs> too far, Joey. I'm not interested even in where this is going, I don't think. What two consenting dolphins do
3: in the wilds of nature is their own business, my friends. And you sick homophobes. <laughs> no, that would, no, not a homophobe. What would that be? What would a dolphin? A mammalphobe? And if you had an orifice on top of your head, you might would enjoy it too. Blowhole penetration is just one of the subjects we delve into this week. We sent Noah McClendon, Ma- Mickelson, co-host of the fabulous love and sex podcast a new york museum and he got a nat- and he got natural with the animals if you think thr- threesomes wild masturbation rituals and all sorts of recreational pleasure are reserved for humans you simply haven't spent enough time in the jungle and museum of sex curator sarah forbes sets us straight in the end the only thing weird about animal sex is wrapped up in our own human hang-ups so, yeah. so basically, all conceivable sexual partnerships and sex acts exist, from foreplay nature, to postcoital yeah. cuddling, animals engaging, kissing, hugging, self and mutual stimulation, oral sex, and every kind of penetrative intercourse imaginable. Sex in the animal kingdom is as nuanced as it is in the human realm, and sex for pleasure, it seems, is not just restic- r- restricted to homo sapiens. So basically, you can put your... Junk and anything in the animal kingdom. And so my question is, why can't
0: we? Well, let me take less let me take a more conservative approach than I typically do when I weigh in. I typically have a more wilder kind of thing to do, but this one makes me feel just a bit conservative. And what the point of this article is is that Do it
3: like they do on the Discovery Channel.
0: Yes, exactly. No, the the point of this is saying that it's our human hang ups that make stuff right and wrong and all the support for things that occur in nature. Uh, prove that kind of thing, but but she, but in that list you could have also include violent rape, but they left that out because it definitely occurs in nature as well, and it's definitely. Cool, Why would you got to bring it down? Right? It's just about love. Well, I'm just saying, like, yeah, all those things do happen, and some people say, oh, homosexuality happens in this, masturbation happens here, and that probably is true, but that I mean that doesn't. But we still, no matter what, anybody takes the point of view. As a human species with a higher brain function, that we're gonna do, we're gonna make rules of what's beneficial and not beneficial, or good or bad, or even right and wrong to us. So we're still like they do, you know. Just because it exists in nature is not a justification for it. And I'm not, uh, I'm not making my list here either. I'm just saying that that's a, a little bit, a little bit goofy. I mean, in the animal kingdom, you put it this way: might makes right. So the male lion has to do this, and if he can take over this and take these women or whatever, that's just the way it goes. So that is true, but certainly no justification that we should behave similarly, right?
3: Yeah, you're right. Joey, what do you think about animals doing it in blowholes?
1: I think it's a beautiful thing. I think it's a beautiful... Consensual.
3: Yeah, it's a beautiful thing that we get to observe. I remember watching, like, Natural Geographic with Joey one day, and, like, the animals, you know, it was like an elephant doing another elephant, and Joey was just, like, making these grunting sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll never
1: will forget, though, uh, going to driving uh. to school when I was teaching, mm. and I literally saw a squirrel... <laughs> doing another
3: squirrel from behind and it was the quickest movements i'd ever seen in my life it was like oh i know that, like, they can go so gosh. fast it doesn't even last hardly any amount of time i remember it was really funny we were driving I mean, to it must be a great orgasm my dad was taking so us fast. to elementary school my brother and i that means i think i was in the fifth grade my brother was in second grade first grade and uh, he goes oh look at those horses playing Oh, uh, (laughs) never mind. Never mind. He said never mind. Like a horse was mounting another (laughs) horse and doing it. Unbelievable. (laughs) Have you ever seen a horse wiener? Good Lord.
1: I would never want to see a a horse ejaculate. Never. That would just be so disgusting. But a beautiful thing. Just disgusting. I mean, beautiful.
0: I mean, nature. Beautiful.
3: (laughs) I'm so uh, magnificent. So life. Just unbelievable semen amount. That's just terrible. That makes me sick.
0: The majesty of nature. I mean, think about are it. Y'all the sunset ever, over the mountains. Are y'all ever just a little bit? The waves bit, coming up on the beach. Are y'all ever... The al- beautiful ejaculation <laughs> of a horse <laughs> in the field. Oh. The so The majesty of nature is endless. The sky, the universe, <laughs> the ejaculate of a donkey.
1: <laughs> hey, are you ever a
0: little bit... Uh, are you, I can't believe you were trying to interrupt that. That was gold. I'm sorry. You knew where I was going, right? No,
1: I just I'm a little absent-minded right now, so I apologize.
0: Okay.
3: He's doing his fantasy football. No, I'm not. The world in all its majesty. The mountains. <laughs> the oceans. The ejaculate of a duck.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> what were you gonna say, Joey?
1: Um, have you guys ever do y'all ever feel a little bit <laughs> skeptical of like someone that just really 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 loves horseback riding lord have mercy
3: no No. i've read studies what studies are you reading (laughs) why would you spend time reading that study that's called erotic poetry (laughs) okay that's not a study All,
1: all i'm saying is that a very common form of masturbation amongst females is horseback riding And also dildos.
0: (laughs) Let them have at it. You stay out of it. (laughs) Okay. For
3: millions of years, the world has existed (laughs) the mountains, the plains, (laughs) the majestic eagle, the donkey. (laughs) 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 The the ejaculate of the donkey.
1: All right. So, Toby's terrible. That makes me sick. Toby's, yeah, but you keep doing it.
3: Well, that's really funny to me.
1: Toby's Damn News is brought to you by Jared Wilson, oh. Sean Stevens, Jimmy oh. World, Dave Bazan. Come
3: on. Jeremy Spring,
1: Bridget Carter, Chad Gardner, Mark Driscoll, Mike Herrera, Derek <laughs> Webb, Russell Wilson, and Joel Green. Jessica Morell. You did there, not say I Jessica. I like Murrell. that. J- Anyway, Joey, thank,
0: thank you for preparing that. I like thank that. Thank you guys so thought. much for,
1: that was for joining the BC Club, especially you, eat, Jimmy Eat World. We appreciate it. What
0: level is Mark Driscoll joining? Uh, he
1: is all in. <laughs> he's he's one of our awesome. biggest contributors. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, we asked him not to. <laughs> we said, dude, are you sure? what he thinks is worth. <laughs> said I'm being obedient. He, he I'm said, being obedient. <laughs> <is true. laughs> <laughs> he said that a, that a mere ten thousand a week was a drop in the bucket to him, and of course we could use it.
3: <laughs> not to be outdone, Stephen Ferdy. <laughs>